I'm from the Panhandle of Florida, and I sound exactly like all the other people that you've been doing. Hey, I'm from Georgia. I'm from Georgia. All right, they all sound the same. I don't, I don't, I'm just doing a joke. I'm just doing a joke. I don't actually know how people talk in different part of the country. It's an amalgamation of what they, you know. It's an amalgamation. It's not. Re- I'm not like a, a reference. I'm not an encyclopedia. I don't have that type of autism. Anyway, so let's start the show. Can we get on with this? We got a lot to talk about. It's been a very eventful week in crypto. Not in my life. I mean, my life has been on hold because of crypto has been off hold. I'm on the clock. When crypto's charts are going nuts, that means I'm at the bell whistle. That means I'm at the uh, the computer screen, looking at my screen on the computer. And I'm like, hey, man, look at all these chats. Look at all these chats. All right. Let's stop doing accents. I've had, I don't know what disease I have mentally where I have to do accents all the time. But it's only when I'm on camera. It's only when I'm on camera or on, uh, in front of an audience. This is in front of an audience and it's on camera. That's two in one. There's a live audience. They're very quiet because they're not entertained. That's why I haven't heard them clap or laugh or anything. It's because they're not entertained at all. They're staring dead at me in the... They're like, damn, how long have we got to sit here? Oh, now I'm doing the, the Italian guy. Hey, how long have we got to sit here? I don't know what the hell that is. Some guy from the 20s. He wants elk. He's like a bootlegger. He's a bootlegger. He's got a Tommy gun in, you know, in violin case. And he's going to shoot somebody on Valentine's Day. And he's going to talk like this when he's doing it. And he's going to, hey, I took care of that problem. All right, okay, so here's how I normally, here's my normal voice. Still, nope, still sounds like I'm selling. I'm going to sell something to you, whether you like it or not. I'm a salesman. And I'm here to sell you something. What is you want? What do you want? I can sell you anything. I can sell this pen back to you. Okay, let's start the show for real, though. Who cares how I talk? I'm, t- I'm too hyper-focused on how I talk, and I forgot that this actually is like... I don't, I don't... It's not like the whole point of the show. It's just to talk weird. Anyway, I'm just looking at the list of topics. Can't find a single one that's worth... Okay, I found this part. To, I found it. Toilet paper is expensive. <laughs> Biden. I go on Twitter a lot. Twitter. And, it's and you know, the one... Elon, the one that he owns... That one. The one, you know. And so Biden, the president, Biden, Biden, how do you say it? Biden? Biden? Bidet? More like that because you need one now because of the cost of uh, toilet paper is off the charts. I was on Amazon, the river, searching for the right type of tree to turn into toilet paper. And then I, I found one, but it was... Very expen- more expensive than usual. There's one pl- single ply toilet paper. This is ridiculous. So Joe Bidet, you know, that's what I call him now. That's what I call him now. Because uh, the cost of toilet paper is bananas. I was at Amazon. I was like, well, I'm not going to go to the store. So I'm just going to get it delivered from Amazon because that's 
my I'm privileged. You know, I have res. I, I it's cheap. I thought to order stuff from Amazon, but no, it was thirty dollars. <laughs> I love that it's thirty dollars because that's a fun number to say. It's a fun dollar amount to say in my. It was thirty dollars. Thirty dot. That's a great number, but also that's a lot of numbers. It's a big number. It's a lot of numbers inside that number. You know, thirty. That's there. That means there's three. I mean, a lot more than three. There's like there's a lot of ones in the number thirty. There's like six fives in thirty. So thirty is a lot of numbers in in the. It, it, Bundled into one big number uh, called 30. It was $30 for a bunch, for like, I don't know, a, a decent sized package of toilet paper rolls. But then I found out it was single ply. How long can I say that word? Can I just do a whole hour show of just me saying the word single ply? Yeah, I know I can because I've done worse things. But anyway, it was single ply, and it was thirty dollars, man. It was more than like a, it was like a dollar a roll, something like yeah. So I think I got like thirty rolls, and it was thirty dollars, a dollar per roll. I gotta look this up to make sure this is accurate. I want to speak wrong on the number of numbers that I put towards the number of rolls that it were single ply. I want to know how much it comes down per square. Number, okay, number, number, how much per square? I'm frugal. That's how much I, I'm so frugal that I don't care how many rows, how many squares. What's the price per square? Anyway, it was single ply. Did I mention that? I thought it was since it was a good brand. Scott's. It was Scott's. Scott's the is like the elite brand of toilet paper. I thought. I thought. But they make single ply for some reason. Well, well, why am I buying a good brand if it's going to be the same as the crappy Amazon Basics? I might as well have bought the... So I got duped. I got duped into these single ply $30, you know? And so I'm angry about that. It's all Bidet's fault. Biden's fault. Or Bidet, Biden, however you say it. I'm trying to start a trend where we call him Joe Bidet. Because yeah, because you need a bidet to uh, live in this economy. Anyways, that's not that funny, but it's it's not you know not worth spending more time on than we already did. But he's bragging on Twitter about how everything's great. We created thirty million jobs. Thirty million. Yep, you're just me. I had everything to do with that. It's because. Uh, because I made toilet paper so expensive. How the hell did he start new jobs? How the hell did he do that? He's bragging that the economy is so great. But the toilet paper is like $30 for 30 rolls. Alright, we're not going to spend more than another few minutes on this topic. Let me just look up how much is GDJBTPC. How much it cost? That's what the C stood for. I don't know how quick people are in the chat. People in the chat, I'll read your chat after the episode airs. 
This is not a live program. I'm too fragile to live stream because it would just anger me. And I would get into arguments with people that I find too dumb. And then I just get irritated that they they don't see how dumb they are. So I don't read chats. Anyway, thank you for the, the super chats though. I should read those. Though that's rude that I'm not reading the super chats. I appreciate them. That's you know, that takes a lot. It takes a lot of talent for your fans to give you money and not get anything in return. That's the kind of person I am. It's kind of that's the kind of performer that I am. Anyway, Scott, sorry it took so long. You know, you know, production, whatever you call it. We're doing good on this program. We got a lot of high production value. So anyway, how much the hell... I'm trying to do the math. Okay, it was a pack of four. Okay, I was embellishing a little bit. It was actually only 26.67. I rounded up to 30. Do you... Come on. That's pretty much $30 with tax. So I'm not exaggerating that much. And also, I think it's because I got one-time purchase. So actually, I was reading I was reading it wrong. Subscribe and save is 26.67. I did a one-time purchase because I'm not like subscribing to toilet. But yeah, come on, I don't use that much. I'm not. I'm just. Come on, I can, it lasts, it's gonna last for a long time. Anyway, one-time purchase twenty-eight dollars in seven cents, so thirty dollars. I purchased it one time. Anyway, so how much did I get for eight count? And it was a four-pack. Okay, fine. Thirty-two rolls. So what does that come to? A little bit less than a dollar per roll. That's still a lot. I rest my case, man. Anyway, so this toilet paper is not a good customer experience. I feel like it's the 1800s in my bathroom when I'm using it. It's like, how much? So I got to roll it all the way down. Okay, we don't get into into the gory details of how I use it, but... It's wasteful. It's like it, it it takes more of the product. And it's not as soft. It's single ply. Did I mention that it's single ply? Okay, that's enough on toilet paper. I don't think I've ever spent this long on such a horribly uninteresting. But, nah, I think it actually is very relatable compared to most things I talk about on this So anyway, I'm a motivational speaker. I'm also a demotivational listener. Yep. I listen to people say stupid stuff in a way that makes them not want to say it. Because I'm just staring at them with like this look. And they're like, okay, you're you're not, you're demotivating me. Because you're listening, you're, you're being very critical with your listening face. So that's a joke that I thought of that's not very funny, but. It's not really supposed to be. It's just supposed to be st- just a practice, just practice for exercise and my writing skills. It's like, it's just like, okay, what's the opposite of a motivational speaker? Well, a demotivational listener. It's probably a funnier word than just saying demotivate. Like, there's a whatever. Who cares? I'm not a jokeist. Not a jokeist. I was gonna say something bad, but let's not even do. Let's not. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Let's not. Go- Let's save that for the end of the show after everybody stopped listening that likes me. People that actually listen to the full episodes are people that, um, you know, 
are just mining this for like content to put on uh, articles on Vice News. I hate whenever I appear on Vice News for everything I say in the later part of the show, man. Come on. I'm just trying to get, juice every little last bit of entertainment I can. That's why I go deep towards the end of the show. That's when I get to cover the deep, heavy topics. And then Vice News always has to TMZ my ass. Dude, when I die, TMZ is going to be the last to find out. I hate how TMZ is always the first to report a celebrity's death because they got plants every... I don't know. They just know. They just pick it up from some technology. They just know when people die before anyone else who's famous. And I'm going to make it my vested interest to make sure that that they just don't get that information until PBS or someone better does, someone more reputable... I want my death to be reported by a reputable, you know, a more reputable, like Sun, like like Daily Mail, you know, .co.uk. I want that to be the place that reports my death for the first time. Well, maybe uh, the BBC. And the irony is that I'll die nowhere near England. I'll die in New England. So what's why would the BBC be the first to report it if I die in New England? They'll be like, well, because sometimes they just get the news. Sometimes they just go, oh, whoops. We got it confused. We thought you meant England, not New England. Sometimes we just scoop up news from New England because it's a similar name. You know, bots make mistakes. AI is not perfect, and that's where they get their news. So anyway, that was a fun story. It's not really a story. It's a future story. It's a future story that's going to come out on BBC, Daily Mail, whichever. They're both this. They're both the same. They're both just as reputable. Daily Mail. I mean, we all go there. That's our homepage, right? Whenever you open uh, 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 <laughs> Netscape, which is still a very reputable browser, which I everybody you know, Netscape is a great fucking browser, right next to Opera. Opera's great. I'm trying to think of that other one that's more obscure that I, was okay. Let's keep it moving here. Come on, who cares what browser? Everybody's browser, the homepage in their Netscape, obviously is Daily Mail. Co.uk. It doesn't matter where you live. Maybe .nz if you live in New Zealand, because that's a pretty good paper as well, online, and printed publication i get that delivered i get uh the daily mail new zealand version delivered to my house in paper because it keeps because it's it it's not because not to burn it or use it for insulation i read it and then i keep it forever and it piles up and it gets covered in spider webs and it's it's a good breeding ground for uh, poisonous, venomous, sorry, sorry, techno turds or techno, uh, uh, sorry, evangelicists who are very specific, you know, semantic about language. Oh, sorry, they're not poisonous spiders that are breeding in my house. They're venomous. Sorry. 
Yeah, they're venomous spiders that I breed on the Daily Mail New Zealand edition of that paper, which is a very good publication. That's why I don't throw it out. Anyway, we'll get more into that later. Not the not the, just the spider part, because I'm starting to get spiders in my household, which I'm not a big fan of. I don't know if you know this about me, but uh, I kind of don't like nature. Not just spiders. I don't like anything about nature. I don't like that it doesn't work. I don't like that it does work. The way that nature works is disgusting. Everything that's natural. Pretty much, except for like sunsets, is disgusting. Have you seen this stuff like under a microscope? In a telescope, it's fine. Like, okay, uh, you know, nothing that gross about looking into a telescope. Like sometimes it does look pretty gross. Have you seen like a picture of like the deep sky? Like a, like a nebula? It looks like vomit. It looks like somebody's bleeding out. It looks like fungi or bacteria, just like all those gross little plumes of of uh, what you, of gas and dust. It's just like clean up. Who made this mess? This galaxy, you know, it's like the size of a galaxy. Come on, man, your galaxy's gross, man. Oh, you live in that galaxy? You live in the pinwheel? Or, like, what's a gross... You live in the cigar galaxy? Your galaxy is pretty, like, ugly, dude. <laughs> that's, that's your house? Clean up. No wonder nothing cool's going on there, because your old galaxy looks like a freaking cigar. You know? Anyway, so galaxy... So nature in general is pretty... Pretty ugly. So if you don't like it, you can just go to a different universe. Um, I'm not saying you should do that. Don't like blow yourself out of this world, but eventually you'll get there. So just take you know, just take, put up with the disgust. Anyway, but not all nature is what I'm focusing on. In this, I'm not that doom and gloom. I'm just saying I hate nature, but I'm not s- s- focusing on that right now. I'm focusing on. Uh, poisonous spiders, not venomous. Okay, now you think I'm, like, being dumb. Now you think I'm, like, not remembering that I just said that venomous spiders are... I'm talking about poisonous spiders, the ones that just walk in poison and get it on their bodies and then get it over other people's house. And they're spreading their poison all over my house because they walked in the poison that I laid out and now they're spreading it in places where I don't want it. Anyway, okay, sorry, that was a dumb, dumb tangent. Okay, now that you're not listening anymore, and it's just me and Vice News. So anyway, I got, let's get to the real pickle. So it's spider season, it's fucking bug season in, te- in Texas, which is a terrible place to be. I don't recommend living in Texas unless you're making millions and millions of dollars, because that's... Pretty much how much it costs to not be in fear of bugs invading your house because it costs because if you have millions and millions of dollars, then you could afford the you know to exterminate to get all your shit all the cracks filled in anyway because life is decay, everything just decays and breaks down nature nature sucks 
And that's why it costs millions and millions of anyway of dollars to live in a bug-proof house. And if you have, you might as well just not live here if you have that much money. Just go to a go north and have good heating. Just wear an astronaut suit that protects you from nature and the rays, the cosmic background or the wavelengths that are the radiation. Wear a spacesuit that protects you from radiation, bogs, as long as there's none in the suit. You also need that type of suit that, like, you know, has really good, like, anti... Anyway, I think you get the memo here. I don't like bugs. I, I, I saw... So I'm starting to get bugs in this house. Not just one type of, not just one. So that, that, that's the thing. It's like, okay, how many bugs, how many different types of like destructive, um, not animals, creatures that I hope that are definitely, you know, I wish them the worst of, of success. But they're successful. They're better than me. They're killing it. These bugs. Okay, so let's just go through them that I had to deal. So I got these. Not inside, but outside. I got wasps. I got fire ants. Spiders outside. And then inside, I got the. uh, I got a carpenter ant. That I noticed in my bathroom and it's been raining that's not a good sign you know that's a sign that there's like uh, moisture somewhere in the house so carpenter ants if they were big enough to shoot with a gun that would be my pastime not even as a hobby i'd be doing it for just vengeance like not like oh what are you doing tonight what are you doing this weekend going hunting yeah, but it's not for fun. It's cause it's out of rage. It's out of anger. It's to cut loose. It's not like it's not like leisurely. It's like because I'm angry. It's like it's like I'm going to war. Like it's not a positive thing. It's cathartic. But it's basically just me wanting to do something, dis, you know, destructive and uh, murder. I want to murder something, and. Sure, it's I'm gonna get pleasure out of it. So fine, it's, I guess that's not that crazy to get to just go hunting. But it's out of rage. That's the type of hunting that it is. Now, oh, this is relaxing. Oh, let's just go hunt some animals. It's relaxing. No, I'm gonna be gritting my teeth the whole time, like I'm in Vietnam, and that's the enemy. And I'm gonna be like, well, I'm glad they're dead, and I'm still pissed about it. Still prison. I gotta see their dead body. I just killed the the carpenter ant of this giant carpenter ant that I murdered with a shotgun, and it was you know I I'm gonna I'm just I gotta you just gotta like sometimes you just gotta shoot something. Anyway, so that's what I that's what I would do if they were big enough to shoot. Anyway, they're not. They're tiny, and they're successful. So I'm. It's also just jealousy of me. Not being as successful as a duff, as a species that's small, this tiny little species is very successful, and I'm jealous of that. That's why the color's green right now. I'm using a green like uh, the color of envy, because I'm the Grinch. Anyway, that's anyway. So carpenter ants, and then we got the spiders, which are starting to appear, 
And, you know, so it makes me want to always live, you know, check myself, make sure there's nothing crawling on me. They're probably, you know, it's pretty nasty. So anyway, I had a, I put out a couple more glue traps. Glue traps are the most effective thing that I've found to, uh, to tell you just how surrounded you are by bugs. So I've put one out last night and tonight, just before I press the record button on this live podcast, Thanks for the super chats. I'll, sorry for not reading them, but thank you. I see a bunch. I saw, you know, anyway, $20. Thank you. Uh, anyway, I saw a little brown spider appear in the glue trap that was fr- just laid out fresh not 24 hours ago. And there it is. And I, I immediately wince and get super infuriated and, and pissed off about the fact that spider season is upon me and i i go well it's gotta be a recluse right i mean it's a it's a brown spider so i was like great they're back they're, they're back the spider rec- recluses are back and there's nothing i could do about it because there's, there's, what can you do some more glue traps fear doesn't that's all you just you just use fear to get through it, which doesn't help. It just makes it worse, but it, I mean, anyway, so fear and paranoia. Anyway, so that's how I fight the problem. I fight my problem with fear and uh, confronting it by laying down glue. Tra- anyway, so it wasn't a recluse. I looked, I picked it up. I got in there. I looked right at that thing with my good beady eyes, with my, you know, with my aging corneas. That I completely destroyed almost by wearing contacts for too long. I completely damaged my corneas. But anyway, I could tell very. I could tell that it was not a recluse. I was like, okay, at least it's not a. This is not that. Because those things, if those were big enough to shoot with a shotgun, I I would still I would use something else. Because they're too, uh, their bodies are too small. Like it's very hard to get a clean shot on a, on a recluse, because of the body being so small and the legs. So I would, I would gasoline that bitch. I would use uh, uh, mustard gas. I don't know. Like this is not hunting. This was, this is like terrorism. What I'm talking about. This is like, what are you doing for the weekend? Terrorism. Towards a bunch of bugs that I don't like. I'm terrorizing some bugs, you know. Anyway, so if, yeah, if, if they were big enough to kill with a weapon, like a real weapon, it would probably, would probably gas them or use f- a flame flow. <laughs> napalm. There you go. I would napalm them. Just you know, Vietnam. And I would. They would get PTSD. I already have PTSD. I'm going to give it back to them. I'm going to terrorize them just like they terrorized me. And then I'll go to hell. Eventually. And I'll see them in hell. And uh, they'll be like, hey. You know why you're here? It's because you terrorized a bunch of us. It's like. And you're telling me you didn't terrorize anybody? Anyway, so, you know, they'll be they'll be in heaven. Let's face it. Those assholes will be in heaven. Because they didn't do anything wrong. They just scared people but i'm terrorizing them back i'm fighting my irrational fear okay it's not that irrational anyway there's just a regular spider 
house spider, some kind of boring ass. Still gonna die. Still gonna die because I uh, I don't respect species equally. If it was a panda, yeah, I'd let it out. You know, but I don't respect all species equally. I'm a racist when it comes to species, when it comes to different animals. I don't even call them animals. Animals is like a compliment. They're creatures that deserve to die in hell. Anyway, so that's this was this is a very positive. This is a fun episode. This is a nice. This is this is me when I'm being. This is my nice. This is my good side. You don't want to see me when I'm angry. You don't want to see anyway. I, I've already talked about like many different types of weapons. Out, you know. I guess I'm just in a like a very like vengeful, uh, violent fantasy mood. I'm going to write a book about this, a manuscript, a sci-fi about bugs that get big because of a mutation. Some oxygen, you know, and then they breathe all the oxygen. And then we got to kill them because they're breathing all the oxygen and we don't got that. We, you know, we already got the greenhouse gases. So we only, we only got so many molecules of oxygen so, so the the that would be the uh, synopsis, the premise for this manuscript, and then people, you know, and then angry white guys will uh, shoot them with bazookas and whatever cheap weapon, whatever, whatever the you know most fun and cheap weapon, because we want to do it a lot. We don't want to run out of ammo. This is like Jurassic Park, where we're the ones killing the animals. They don't. The, the, the animals, we're not like raising them out of, oh, we like dinosaurs. No, we hate these things. And then some guy will be responsible for uh, the mutation. And we won't be mad at him because we'll just be like, okay, you, you know, you figured something out. That's cool. You figured out a new science thing. Uh, but we're not going to like demonize the guy. We're just going to like be like, okay, he'll be in the plot somehow. He'll Obviously, he'll be in the plot. He won't be like a bad guy. We'll just be like, yo, okay, you made a mistake. I don't think it was out of nefarious. You just wanted to experiment with uh, DNA. Anyway, so that's, that'll be a really bad sci-fi probably. Probably won't be very successful, but everything starts bad and then it never gets good. That's my phrase. That's my new uh, mantra. Pretty much everything... Pretty much everything is bad. <laughs> Pretty much everything that starts out bad stays bad. Yeah, you know, like nobody starts off with a bad podcast and it slowly gets no. It, it's pretty much just always bad for years and years. It's gonna stay bad. That's my mantra. Bad things are always bad, and. Uh, Good things can turn bad, but it's never the opposite. Good things can turn bad, bad things never turn good. Because that's life. I'm a very positive, I'm, I'm being very, that's, hey, this is optimism. I'm saying good things can exist, they just, they tend not to stay good. I don't know, I'm being very cynical. But anyway, I only hate all of nature. Except for like sunsets, so I'm pretty. I'm not like ble I'm not like black pilled. 
I still think sunsets are pretty cool and sunrises are pretty cool. So I'm not like a black-pilled, you know, person that thinks that life is not worth living. I just think it is because hunting, terrorism towards animals that don't deserve to be like creatures. See, I'm very, now this sounds like something that that like a Nazi would write in his manifest. This sounds like mine, like something that Hitler would say to justify what he did. But you know what? Some things, I won't lie. I don't know, man. I'm going to keep doing, I'm going to write the next, I'm going to write mine, not mine, comp, but I'm going to write my own version. I'm going to write a sci-fi and it's a metaphor. <laughs> it's not a metaphor. It's people will obviously interpret it as uh, a metaphor for killing like people, but I don't care about people being, I don't want to kill people. I'm talking about bugs. That's it. But it's not that far off. It's really not that much of a difference. Because once you start like saying that a certain... Eh, whatever. It's fine. It's fine to be hateful towards um, things that aren't human, I think, right? So there's nothing like... Obviously, some people would say, you know, it's bad to hate animals or certain creatures. It's bad to hate anything, maybe. But... uh I don't know. I'm very open to uh, debate on that. So I think hate could be a good thing if it's for uh, if it's out of fear. Fear-based hate is pretty good, man. If it makes you like feel like your skin's crawling, it's okay to hate that. No, okay. All right. Can we go back to the sh- to the part where I was like not trying to justify everything I said? I mean, justifying hatred. That's where this episode's going. That's what I'm going to call that episode. Just, hate is good. That's not even a good title. Justifying Hatred. Yeah, that's a boring... It's a fun title. Like, it's interesting to some people. But let's stop being so serious. Let's loosen it up. We'll go back to the... Let's go to the next topic. So we covered the carpenter ant that I found. And, like, I want to shoot it with a shotgun. I can't... I already kind of put enough emphasis on that topic, I think. And recluse... These are all bad animals. And then there's uh, things that are not even worth mentioning. Okay, they are because of moisture, man. Mo- I got moisture issues because of uh, springtail. This is a tiny microbug that I learned about last year. Because I was like, what are these tiny little barely nothings? accumulating all over these uh, glue traps like they're literally covering the glue traps as a fine it's disgusting all like dot they're like every little uh, millimeter there's one of these tiny little springtail things so I, yeah that's what they are they hop and they are usually a sign of moisture and they come out only in this time of the year so it's i don't think it's really related to like a problem in the house as long as they go away when it gets further whatever it's a seasonal thing and they're all over the place and those you'd have to really blow them up to shoot them but we'll use other you know napalm is probably overkill but and it's too messy and it leaves a residue and it, it gets every it, 
it causes too much collateral damage, man. So we'll use something cleaner and better for the environment. Like, uh, what is that? Like that orange, what do you call that shit? Orange, whatever the hell it's called. That they used in Nam. That shit that they put in the trees and they smoked it out of the airplanes. Whatever the hell it's called. We're going to use that to kill these spring. I don't know, man. A lot of noxious chemicals in, in warfare. And uh, chem- whatever you would call it. Chemical warfare. Agent Orange. We're going to use Agent Orange. Anyway, that's that's why these things were invented, man. For wars and for... Uh, fantasy novels. Thank you. Okay, I think we spent enough time on how on, on that topic, terrorism, and uh, how it's okay for uh, you know. So okay, yeah. You know. Anyway, I'll do my plugs. I got a comedy show coming up. Catch me if you can. Tickets are going fast. No, just kidding. I don't. I, I'm, I'm not good. I'm not going to plug anything. I do have a comedy show coming up, but I'm not like I'm not like dumb enough. I'm not like, you know, uh, delusional enough to think that talking about it is gonna do anything. Because uh, the Vice News is not exactly a big fan of my comedy. The Vice News writer that is still listening this far into the show has never supported. Like they've never showed up to a comedy show. So fuck. So. Uh, I was just kidding. I just wanted to like. I just thought it'd be funny to transition into something. To transition. To transition. How do you say? To transition into something lighter. Like, hey. So anyway, my dates after like saying the terrorist because I'm a comedian because I'm very good at that. I'm very good at thinking of something funny. To, anyway, I'm very good at that. I'm very talented at that. And I say that shamelessly and uh, unapologetically. And uh, for everything that I said today, nothing, I don't ever have nothing to apologize for except for how un uh, confident I am. I'm a leader. I'm a personality that people look to for answers in tough parts of their lives. So if I don't got the answers, if I'm like stammering and don't have confidence, then who? The, they're just going to be like, okay, well, I can't watch you anymore because if you're the guy that's floundering, how am I going to get, I got, I need some, some people just need a personality, a strong individual to lead them, to give them a framework and just give them, you know, like, what would he do in this situation? How would he... Uh, What's his take on this? You know, what is his lifestyle that he subscribes to so I could subscribe to it? Like Andrew Tate. Hey, he's influential because people go like, okay, he looks like he's con- he like he under he <laughs> obviously he's confident. But he looks like he has like a cool life. He looks like he's genuinely enjoying his life, which is not true. But that's just that's just what it appears to look like, and that's kind of the whole point of influencers. They look like they uh, actually enjoy their lives. It's not. It's like across the board. It's not true, or else they wouldn't be doing it. Happy people don't really have to like rub it in their 
in uh, people's faces and try to monetize it and get uh, ego uh, currency paid back to them for narcissistic ten like they're doing it because they're they're narcissists and they're uh, you know opportunists and uh, they're not ha- anyway they're not happy and I'm not you know I'm saying that I'm not as an expert I don't know maybe I'm wrong but I think I'm you know I'm just I'm doing what they do and they speak. As if everything they're saying is totally true. Anyway, it's true across the board. No influencer is happy, but it's not. It doesn't matter. They appear as if they have all the answers, and they know what's cool, and they know you know just how to be, how to handle shit, and they don't falter. They don't go. Oh, I don't know. oh you got me there. You got me. Well, I'll just quit. I'm putting up the hat. I'm no longer going to be an influencer anymore. I just lost. I don't got it no more. Anyway, I'm not. I'm the person I'm talking. I'm someone that cannot do that. Uh, I don't have that like rigid, you know, uh, Andrew Tate sense of self. But I do. For the sake of this argument, I do have that because I look for that on YouTube. I watch a lot of manosphere men that are like, hey man, women are nuts. The women are just off the charts. Crazy these days. Aren't you happy uh, being not with them because they're so crazy? So I watch those guys all the time and they tr- it's like a coping mechanism for being uh, not happy. You just... <laughs> You just watch these guys on YouTube and they go, relax, you're not missing out on nothing. These women are vampires. They'll suck you dry. So actually, it's fine to just be alone and live in a cabin in the woods. That's better than being with a woman. Any woman. They're all bad. All of them are the same. Modern women. These Obviously, in the 50s, totally different story. They were great. They would be, you know, you'd have a fire... And they'd be uh, just like massaging you and like, uh, I'm trying not to be too crazy misogynist, but just fill in the picture the 50s. They'd be wearing like uh, um, whatever they're supposed to wear. Picture that instead of these modern women that are very unappealing and uh, butch. Anyway, they're corrupt. You don't need any of them. All of them are like... Anyway, of course, I'm just kidding. They're not all like... But anyway, I'm just saying for the sake of what I'm talking about, I'm just making it like very uh, general because... um, Because then if you knew that there was somebody out there that was the exception and they were like traditional value, like, you know, ideal women, which don't exist, if you thought they existed... You would be sad. You'd be like, well, I'm not getting what I... Anyway, so long story short. Those men are those influencers or those YouTubers. They give people... It's like a pill that makes them feel better about their shitty, empty lives. And that's what I'm doing. That's what this is. I mean, obviously, a little bit... It's hard to pull off. It's hard to be, be consistently... Just one thing, like okay, I'm I'm just the the guy that tells you that women are all un 
dateable or, and they're going to ruin your life. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that every day for 10 years until I get banned from every platform. Probably not 10 years. It's not going to take that long to get banned. But even a year or two, every day you're going to be that guy. Okay, here's a new episode of... Here's new evidence. Here's another example of a woman that just... She's a modern... She has tattoos and she hates men. And she's too picky. And her her body count is 35,000. And she's in her 30s. Or about to be. And she still wants the perfect man... So you're not missing out, because there's another one. See? They're all, they're still out. They're getting worse every day. So you might as well just live in a cabin. Can you imagine just doing that every, that's your whole channel. That's your whole personality. That's your purpose in life. And that's your career. I can't really imagine myself doing that. There's other people that do that. So I'm not thinking it out of it not like being fictional here and that's pretty like doom and that's like it's like that's like okay you just it pays the it gets you an audience but that's how the hell do you wake up every day like okay i'm gonna make another youtube video about the same topic that alienates a lot of people and only is a coping mechanism. And like it doesn't, you're not solving the problem. You're just making people like, okay, it's a coping. Thank you, sir, YouTube guy, bald guy with with a raspy voice who just you know hates women. But not all of them, just the modern ones. He doesn't hate them. He just he just doesn't want to subject himself. Anyway, I'm making him. I'm just I'm just being nuanced, of course, because it's not that simple. And obviously, the whole incel thing has some truth in it obviously there, there's some like validity to uh hating women not to hate them i'm just kidding this is not a serious episode but uh obviously there's some validity to uh them not being happy uh with the fact that they're never that they have to work harder I don't know. Every even like even like rich guys uh, or successful guys can still be incels just because of the nature of their physicality. So there is some truth to the like inequality, but whatever. There's truth to that for women too. Like they also get treated uh, differently if their physicality. So it's you know it goes both ways. You know, incel and then on the for men. And then women, uh, fem cell. So anyway, these fem cells, they still get laid. They just, they don't get Prince Charming. They don't get to get with the uh, Channing Tatum or the, you know, they age out of the dating pool that they want to be in. They think that they're always going to be Taylor Swift. But then you hit your 30s. And it's like, okay, I'm only, I'm not getting, I'm not dating who I want. Anyway, it's very complicated. I'm just talking about the whole fact of the, the whole uh, topic is being a influencer who only talks about that. I I can't, I'm too all over the place, man. I talk about bugs. 
I talk about my life, that you know, for the toilet paper, single ply, for thirty dollars. I don't know if that's like that's too all over the place. I my my niche is not just uh, incel dumb. It's uh, it's all over the place, man. It's I'm not I, you know I'm more talented. It's an insult to my integrity as a talented artist to just talk about how men deserve better. That's boring. That's that's fun, but not all that. Sorry, I'm an influencer, but a bad one because I'm not rigidly. I'm not like Andrew Tate. Who has no jawline, but has the confidence of like a pride leader. Like he's a lion in a pride. He should grow a, a mane to hide his lack of jawline. And then maybe he'd be able to get away with it. But whatever I see is lack of jawline. His, like, his, jaw, his chin is like so in his head. I can't take the guy seriously, man. He wears cool glasses. He he looks very alpha. The way he carries himself. He's got swag. He's got cop. The way he talks. He acts like he's infallible to make a mistake. He never stutters. I don't really give a crap about that. Uh, It looks good on the surface. and It does work on me a little bit. Damn, that guy's got macho. He never stutters, man. But then I look at his chin... His inward chin. He's got a nubby chin. So I can't take the guy see it. I got a bigger jawline than that guy. And I can't even talk properly. But I got a better jawline. I might as well just not talk. If I Me not talking? Oh my god. My stock. Oh man. My face value is way better than my personality. <laughs> like my Twitter or my, my Tinder... Has nothing in the bio, because it would just ruin. It would just ruin my chances. The less they know, the better. So whenever I show up for a date, I just stand there like the guy, like the twin, the Salamaca twins from Breaking Bad. I just go. I just stand there in a suit. I just look like a criminal, and I just stand. There. I don't say nothing to the date. I just stared. I just, I just subtle. I just make a very subtle nod. If they ask me something, I just go. I don't raise my eye. No, I don't even do that. I don't. I, it's just an expressionless nod. I just go. Creepy as fuck is my is better. Me looking like a killer, an ice cold cartel murderer. Way better than my personality. That's bad, but it's not as bad as my actual beliefs and what I think and say to people. Jewish women are fine with it. Some of them are like, well, that's creepy. Okay, there's some crazy women out there that are so like open-minded and crazy that they look past the crazy shit I say, and that's fine. That's hot. I'm not an incel. I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't want to make this clear. Just because I support incels and vouch for them and defend them and think that pretty much everything they do and say is valid doesn't mean I am one of them. Man, I, I, have, I have nothing in common with them. 
I got n- no problem getting way laid, way laid. I get, I get way laid. I'm just saying it helps if I don't open my mouth. But there even then, there's women out there that are like, hey man, you're it's funny. It's funny. You're zany. And I, and they and cuz I'm not that cuz I got a jawline. And that's it. I don't care if I have a shitty personality because all I need is a half jawline and that's all somebody's got to say to make my hero to make my whole life, to make my whole year. Somebody was like, hey, buddy, you got a nice jawline. Which I don't, but I have more than Andrew Tate. At least my chin goes out more than my lips. Um, like At least it doesn't end at my ears. Is that clippable? I keep stammering and stuttering. Unlike, I can't even finish a stupid thought. But I'll try that again. Okay. I can't do it again. I'm not good at second takes. Okay, so Andrew Tate, his jawline. Hey, I don't got much of a jawline, but at least my chin goes past my ears. Okay, that wasn't going to be that funny, but hey, I'll work on it. Anyway, I get lit. Okay, we're going to wrap it up soon, but let me just finish this topic. I'm not an incel. I could get I get great looking women that that get, that come and they go, you know, they just don't buy into Not everybody's the same. There's a there's a spectrum. There's a pie chart. There's a uh let's call it uh the the double helix. What's the racist? Okay, bell curve. That's what it is. There's a bell curve. Of women, some are on the outside in the bottom, like they're like, okay, they would fuck me, but they wouldn't date me. But then there's some that are on the top in the middle, right in the middle, on the top, that there's not that many. So it's not, I don't know if it's a, if it's quite, if bell curve's the right chart, because usually bell curve, the mo- most would be probably in the middle, depending on what you're measuring, regardless of what you're measuring. <laughs> A bell curve, I think the more in the middle is like the stuff that doesn't deviate. Anyway, so fuck the bell curve analogy. I'm just saying there's a fucking chart. There's a scatter plot of women. Some are, all, some are over here. Some are in the middle. There's a line. There's some curve, you know, some line that fits the curve. Anyway, and some women would be like perfectly fine with my personality and my look and whatever, but yeah, whatever. It's no perfect match. But there's some that are pretty damn close. And uh, vice versa, because I'm not an incel. But even incels have have a bell curve of women that would still tolerate them and fuck them, whatever. But it gets it's there's 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 deviations from the norm. It's science. It's data. Some men are so ugly and autistic. Sorry, autistic people, but they so they're bad. They're bad at both things: uh, personality, looks, and then I guess social stature is another one. Those three things they suck at. They're not going to have an easier time getting. A wife or woman, whatever. So anyway, uh, it's scatter plots, man. It's a formula. You draw a cor- curve, fitting line on a 
whatever. I'm just, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, man. But, you know, not with that part. Not this, I don't know my chart, terminology. I'm not good at science. You know, I'm not saying I'm an expert on science because I don't know my bell curves and my scatter plots, my sharp ratios on being an incel. I just, but I know a little bit about a lot. And it's very dangerous. I'm a dangerous, and I'm more dangerous than Andrew Tate. Because not only do I have a bigger jawline than him, but I am uh, less educated as well. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous. But I'm also, you know, but I'm not a serious, I don't know, I'm, uh, people don't take me seriously. It doesn't matter. They only take me seriously on Vice News. They always put a slant on what I'm saying, thinking that I'm being serious. Oh, you thought I was being serious about all that? If you say it in a funny voice, and it ain't serious. If you say it in a non-serious voice, it's not serious either. It's deadpan. Nothing I say is serious except for the terroristic part. The terrorism part. Terroristic, terror, whatever. I'm terroristic about bogs and like shooting them with rifles and uh, stabbing them with uh, the part, the pointy part. Bayonets. Bayonets. Bidets. Bidayettes. President Biday has a busy tweet schedule. His His Twitter, he tweets like a thousand times a day. He doesn't, but if somebody tweets for him, it's very eloquent, perfect grammar. And it makes sense. Everything he's saying is like, okay. Yeah, screw those MAGA, those MAGA house representatives. What do, we call, what do we call them? He calls them MAGA somethings. He's like, they want to ruin everything, man. He's like, well, I support. He sounds like he's doing a good job from his own words. From what he, okay. President Bidet. It's just easier to say than bite. I'm not using that as disrespect because Bidet's are a good thing. So it's not disrespectful to call him something good. But days are the better product. I'm just making a you know, it's kind of mean it's it's negative because it's also more good for the environment to use a bidet. So it's actually not that bad. There's nothing bad about it, and he he endorsed the uh, Brandon thing, so maybe he'll endorse the bidet thing, which I'm gonna definitely not popularize. Okay, this was a very good episode, man. I mean, aside from all the bad talking that I'm still bad, at, I haven't made any improvements on my speaking abilities, which is a good thing because this is a pocket, you know, because this is a thing where I, you know. Good thing that that is not required for this skill that I'm doing. Good thing. Good thing that confidence and eloquence and intelligence is not required for podcasting. Because otherwise I would suck at it. And it's not. Okay, I'm glad. Anyway, we're going to wrap up the episode with one more topic. And it's uh, me talking about crypto. So my whole life. I'm not just a single faceted guy. I don't only talk about, you know, incels and incel dumb and misogyny. That's just one of my many hobbies and passions and things that I organize meetups for. 
I also am into cryptology, cryptocurrency. It's my whole life right now, and it's not that. It's very boring because it's not going anywhere. There was a couple spikes. There was a couple interesting moments in the past month with uh, meme coins, which will be remain nameless because I ain't no uh, financial advisor. I'm the opposite. I tell you what not to do. I'm trying to give you advice on how to destroy your portfolio. So we're not going to name the coins that I am not invested in. Let's talk about the ones that I am invested in because I'm an investor in crypto is coming back, baby. And when crypto goes back, I'm going to teach y'all how to go from $1,000 to $90. I don't know how much of a loss that is, but it's a quite a big one. It's like a 90% loss. So we're going to talk about crypto and how these are the coins that I'm holding. Not that we have much time to talk about this, so uh, we'll just do a couple of them and then I'll uh, do the next on the rest episode. So, for starters, let's just go... So, you know, I'm a... My background... Here's my background. If, if the If the first hour of the program wasn't enough to convince you that I'm a pretty good person to talk about crypto well my background is doesn't matter but because i'm trying to tell you how to lose money i'm not trying to go if i'm buying them then that means they're good no I'm, i'm saying that i know a lot about crypto and it doesn't matter at all i have a background in crypto and some success in crypto on more than average way above average success and some would say it's the most successful thing I know about or the most successful thing I've ever done is uh, my crypto investments and activity therein but that has no relevance to what I'm holding today because the whole point of this is to tell you that it's a good way to lose money I have no faith in these coins I just have a lot of money in them that doesn't mean I believe in them It means I'm taking a huge risk and my life is chaos. I like chaos. I like putting it all on black and not having success. Anyway, I don't like stability. I like things going like this. So anyway, I hope that was a good uh, prologue or epilogue for why this is Okay, so here's my portfolio, and uh, I have a sh- most of my net worth. Most, yeah. So it's very scary to have a lot of you know your money in in uh, fake money. So that's why I'm dressed and appear like that's why my mental health. Oh, hey, that explains it. If you're wondering why my mental health is th- this bad, here's why. So here's the coins I'm holding. Algorand, Algo, that's a that's one that's down 71% since I started buying that one. If you're it, it's Algorand, why did I buy that one? Cuz other people talked about it on Reddit. That's all I know about it and it's down 71%. Next is Alternate Network, that's a very small tiny new project I found out about it on Telegram. By some anonymous person who claims to be an expert on which coins are going to shoot up to the moon. 
So far, it's down 7% since I bought it less than a month ago. It went up a little bit and now it's down. I made nothing. I don't see it going very far because it's just a fork of another coin. It's not original. Nothing original about it. And the guy who's making it, bad English. Broken English. Okay, next on my portfolio is Arbitrum. I bought Arbitrum just a couple days ago. I'm a new investor in Arbitrum. I got nothing bad to say about it. Do I understand it? Not in the slightest. It's a ZK roll-up, I think, of, of Ethereum, which means it's a, it's a t- t- layer two of Ethereum, which means you could buy tokens that are the same as Ethereum tokens, but it's on a different network, so they're like, they're like fake versions of already fake money, but it's cheaper to transact them once you bridge over to the layer two. If you want to get them back to the layer one, you got to pay the fees. So it's actually, I don't know if it really helps or solves any problem. It just makes it so you could buy shitty coins on a, on a, on top of a coin on top of Ethereum, which is not a shitty coin. So maybe it has some promise. It's up uh, 10.56% since I bought it. And that's pretty good. And we're not going to spend more time talking about a coin that's successful. Let's talk about the bad one. So anyway, next is Avalanche. AVAX is the ticker. If you want to look it up, I have been invested in that since uh, twenty, since at least a year ago. And it was big with NFTs because it's a pla- it's a layer two as well, I think, or it's its own. It's a layer one, but it has its own ecosystem. I don't know what the hell it is. What the hell am I talking about? Do I know what it is? No, it's not a layer two, I don't think, but it has NFTs in the ecosystem, just like Ethereum, but it's a little cheaper than Ethereum because it's not as popular. Is the technology better? Probably not. And it's down uh, 74%. Fuck, let's just round up. It's down 75% since I bought in to AVAX. So if you want to also lose a lot of money, that's a good one. Hey, I'm not I'm not this is not financial advice. I'm just saying for me, I happen to achieve negative 74% of my investments. I'm not saying that you're going to get the same result. Don't take this as past performance or past failure does not indicate future Sadness and living under a bridge. I'm going to be living under a bridge in no time. Anyway, if you want to be like me. Anyway, next is uh, Axie Infinity. That was a game that was like pay to win. You had to buy these very expensive NFTs, which is just a fake piece of nothing. It's just a digital unique item. That exists on a blockchain and it costs real money. Uh, but it's just for a game. And it's a game that is no longer successful. It's pretty much gone. It's a failed business model. So I'm down uh, 86% on Axie Infinity. That's a new record so far in my portfolio if you're following along. 
Okay, very. F- we'll just do one more or two, and uh, next is basic attention coin. Now, this one is a good coin. Doesn't mean anything though, because it's down thirty-seven percent since I started getting into that one. I never really invested in it. I got paid. Basic attention coin backed is the ticker for hosting a website. I ran a big website. And I got paid just for people using the website a substantial amount in the four figures, I think, maybe even five figures at one point. But now it's down a lot, so it's not worth that anymore. Okay, one more. Binance coin. Oh, that's another uh, ecosystem that is similar to Ethereum, but it's more centralized. So that's always good. It's created by an exchange. That's always good. And so anyway, I got that because it allowed me to buy uh, shit coins that all went to zero on the layer one network. But they are similar to Ether tokens. They're called, they're just, uh, they're the equivalent. They are Binance uh, tokens, BEC tokens. And they, uh, yeah, so I'm down 30% on Binance coin, but it did retain. That's pretty good. Only I'm only down 30%. So that one I would not recommend because that one is actually more stable. Not legit. Not It's just a centralized, ver- it's just a, the same thing as Ethereum, just more centralized and nothing original about it. So that's why I bought it. Okay, I think we're going to wrap it up. And then one more, we got Cardano. I skipped one. Bitcoin Cash. Let's do. Oh no, let's do Bitcoin. Let's end on Bitcoin. I forgot. I almost skipped over the most high market cap original. The first crypto ever invented is called Bitcoin. It's it's called it's it's not an altcoin. It's the original. Anyway, it's uh, it's. I am down. No, I'm up. Ooh, we shouldn't talk about it then. I am up on Bitcoin by. A hundred and twenty-five percent, which is not bad. You know, that's pretty good. Could be better, because I knew about Bitcoin since it was invented, pretty much. So only being up a hundred and twenty-five percent, yeah, that's not great. But for some people, they would love to be up at all on Bitcoin, and yeah. So I'm a holder of Bitcoin, and do I would I recommend buying it? Well, I'm up hundred five. I'm up on it, so no. I wouldn't recommend any of these coins. I mean, this I'm not recommending coin. I'm just telling you what's in my bag, what I'm holding, and why I am disheveled. It's basically like explaining. It's like, okay, why is this guy, why is his hair so like matted down? Well, it's because I hold a lot of Bitcoin. What do you expect? Oh, okay. Well, you could still, I'll still not want to kill you. Okay, so that was fun. This was a fun episode. I'm glad we got through it. I'm. It's hot, and we'll get through this. I'm glad I'm. An, I explained myself as an influencer, and I'm still gonna do that. I hope you guys. You could write to me if you need advice. I would love to give individualized advice to some of my listeners and devout super chatters that I don't read any of. You don't need to pay me. Just email me. At uh, Tim Weichelbaum at Gmail. And if you could spell that, hey, good luck. 
Anyway, that's my personal email. I use it for business and bills, so that's pretty nice of me. But you deserve it because you watched the whole episode. And if you're, excuse, if you're vice, excuse me, if you're vice news, that's all I got to say.